All right. All right. We are, we back, are back here, here today, today with the 14th installment of the Home Field Advantage podcast. As always, this is Big Mo, and we have Action Jackson with us. You there, Action? Live and in person. How are you, how you doing, Big Mo? I'm doing well. Doing well. It's uh, this is this is our Christmas week episode, and uh, actually uh, we're winding down on season one, our inaugural season of this podcast. Uh, I believe we'll only have uh, maybe one or two more before we we start up a whole brand new season for season two. Have to switch gears into into basketball. Uh, in fact, I think I think next week will be our actually our last one, won't it? This, the tw- the twenty eighth, which will be our our Liberty Bowl. Yeah, episode. as far as football is concerned, yeah, we, that would be man. Fly, time flies when you're having fun, and uh, it's been a roller coaster uh, as a Razorback fan for sure. But uh, it, it's it's been it, it's been a it's been a fun a fun go of thing. Yes, it has certainly. Uh, so, uh, obviously we've got the Liberty Bowl coming up this week, uh, for our next episode on the 28th, we'll be bringing that to you, uh, shortly after the game, uh, I will be on site for the game, watching it and, uh, and, you know, have, have some high hopes for it. Um, I guess we would just start off today with, uh, little news about the team. Uh, I hear we have a, a new defensive coordinator, Jackson. Can you tell me a little bit about who's coming in to, to uh, coordinate the, the defense for us? Well, you know, you, uh, you, you kind of you put me on, on a spot as far as a, a, a name goes, but I, I, know, I know where he's coming from. Uh, he's, his, his last job, his last employer was uh, the – uh, UCF University of Central Florida. I guess his highest credentials, uh, Big Mo, would be that he uh, he coached the defense in in Auburn's uh, national championship team. I guess that was uh, 2010, uh, you know, or, or maybe a little prior. Uh, but he's you know he's he's on board with Arkansas. Uh, I, I know there you know there have been some uh, decommits on the radar. Possibly that he had, uh, you know, recruited uh, to them that could possibly flip to us, you know, with National Sign Day being today. So, uh, you know, that's 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 pretty big news. Like I said, I, I wish I could remember his name, but you know, uh, I, I think there's there's been defenses in the NFL that were known as no-name defenses, and he's a no-name defensive coordinator to me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we have. I'll, I'll, I'll ha- I hate to hate record. to break his. Hate to break his title, but uh, he actually does have. I'm told he has a name, and it's Travis okay. Williams. Uh, Travis, Travis Williams never. I mean, could not have told you that if you would have offered me a, a substantial amount of money. I could not have told you the man's name. Uh, but yeah, he, I mean, he, he's like you said, currently a defensive coordinator for UCF, and I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. I I, I just um. I shake my head. We, we we hired the head coach of the Missouri Tigers to be our defensive coordinator this past year. And, uh, you know, you, to me, you couldn't have a better situation because here's a team that's beaten you three out of the past four years, and then you hire their head coach to be an assistant coach for the team. 
And I, it sh- I shake my head on how that didn't work out, you know? Uh, you know, I guess the lights in Vegas really are that bright because Coach Odom uh, decided to take the head coaching job at UNLV. And, uh, you know, what? Uh, I mean, best of luck to him out there. And I hear he's putting together quite a coaching squad. I mean, this is not the UNLV podcast, but he didn't waste any time. He, he hired Bobby Petrino as his offensive coordinator and then went and got James Shebest as his tight end coach. So, uh, wow. Coach Odom didn't waste didn't waste any time out there at UNLV. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, I've got high hopes for Travis Williams. Uh, I've also got high hopes for the bowl game. Uh, you know, just hope we got enough players on the to, to field a team. You know, with you know, with everything that seems to be going on in the hill right now, with players leaving and transfer portal and guys deciding to go to the NFL, and uh, it. We, we are going to play the game. The, the university has come out several times and said that they will play the game. They're not canceling like some of these teams have done in the past, not having a, a, a strong enough team to play the game. So uh, I believe we're going to be solid on offense. We might be a little shorthanded, but uh, I, I just hope that we I hope that we play well. I mean, because the podcast is going to go forward regardless, but I would much rather do a podcast that, hey, after a win – in uh, some kind of embarrassing loss, which we don't even want to speculate about. No, no. And and, and to quote our, our theme music, it's time. It's time to play the game. It's, it's time for people to, to stop. I mean, that, that happened to NC State, uh, you know, last couple years ago, or I guess it was last year. Last year, 2021, during, uh, you know, at the tail end of the pandemic, you uh, in North, NC State was in the Holiday Bowl in San Diego, and they couldn't find – not only did the team that they were supposed to play uh, – I'm trying to – I believe that was UCLA. Not only did UCLA uh, chicken out and not show up for the game, even though it was an hour's drive from their campus, mm-hmm. uh, but they also couldn't find anybody else to fill in for them. So it's time. It's time. This is 2022. It's time to play the game. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And you know, as, as we said on this cast uh, in recent weeks, we we're we're not where we want to be in football by any stretch. We're not to the place where we can say, "Hey, we'll just roll out there with whoever we got and uh, and play this game and be nonchalant about it." No, we're we're not to that point. I, I, I believe Coach Pittman is on record as of saying after after a, a win prior, uh, maybe in his first season. He, he, he quoted, and I, and I quote him, he, he stated, whoever we had on that plane is all we need. That's the kind of mindset that they have to have going into this Liberty Bowl. Whoever gets off that plane in Memphis to play that game, that's all we need. Let's go out there, be Razorbacks, play nasty, play mad, and go win this bowl game. That's what you do. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. Enough. Just, just go win the game. Yeah, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. And it's, it's going to be a challenge for sure. But uh, absolutely, you know, there's a, uh, you can't get any more of a home game for Arkansas. <laughs> and because you know, I mean, they put it in Memphis. So, so come on, we. we when you know we're, it's going to should be basically an eighty percent red in the stadium. I'm hoping. Oh yeah, yes. 
And, uh, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta play hard. We gotta play hard out there. Like you said, gotta play with some pride and, um, man, I, I mean, if we lose this game, we're going to, it's going to, it's a difference between having a winning season or a losing season too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, I mean, there's really a lot. Do you want to go out, do you want to go out as winners or do you want to go out as losers? That's the question being posed in this game. Right. You know, and there's a lot of young guys that are going to get their opportunity. They've been sitting on that sideline watching all these so-called Razorbacks that have, have played in front of them this year, and I call them so-called Razorbacks because some of them aren't even with the team anymore. They've transferred elsewhere. You know, they've just decided they're not going to play football anymore, whatever the case may be. They've been waiting on their spot, and now it's their time to shine because there's nobody in front of you. There's You don't have any excuses, whoever the young men are. And I'm not going to talk bad about it on this podcast about the guys that transfer. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But at the end of the day, we said recently, uh, you know, three or four episodes back, when you put on that Razorback jersey, what does it mean to you? And I think you're going to find that out in this Liberty Bowl with the guys that show up to play this game. What does it mean to them to have that jersey on? What does it mean yeah. to K.J. Jefferson? What does it mean to Rocket Sanders? What does it mean to these guys that, that have, have busted their tail for this team all year? What does it still mean to them? And come on, youngsters. Get on, get on board with us. Put the jersey on. Let's go out there, put our big boy pants on, and play some football. And that's what we're going to do. And I, I, I look forward to it. I, I'm excited about it. I am too. Well, uh, speaking of bowls, let's uh, check a little bit of your of your homework oh. here. Oh, do we have uh, action on on some of the bowls that have happened? Uh, I'm gonna pull up some scores here. Uh, one of them. We, we did get right, but the, but the score score was not what what was to be desired. That was a uh, we we were very excited for the Las Vegas Bowl. Speaking of, of the bright lights of Vegas, we were very excited for the Las Vegas Bowl. Oregon State against Florida. You predicted a close thirty four to thirty one game with Oregon State winning. Uh, well, you were about close to right on Oregon score. Oregon scored thirty points. You were not close on Florida score. They've been thirty to three, and it turned into yeah. a one giant snooze fest. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess what I was just saying about the the Razorback game, uh, I guess somebody forgot to tell Florida that they had a bowl game that day because yeah. obviously they didn't they didn't show up, and no. uh, and and Oregon spanked them. I mean, when I seen that score, I was like, whoa, uh, sorry fans, I, I missed that one, but. But that was a we pure a winner. But, I mean, that's just, I mean, it, it didn't look good for the SEC right out of the gate. If that's any no. sign of things to come for our bowl season in the SEC, look out. Yeah, no, that, that, that didn't look good at all. So, very, very disappointing show for the SEC. I have to believe a lot of Florida players decided not to play and went to the draft. I mean, I don't know what happened, but that, that was – now, let's give a credit, you know uh, – Oregon State was ranked 14th in the country, and Florida was not ranked. So, uh, yeah. you know, Oregon was, was definitely the favorite in the game. But still, 30-3, to three, that's, uh, that's a real blackout for the SEC right there. Uh, another one of the bowls that we were excited to see was the Fenway Bowl. Louisville against Cincinnati. You had Cincinnati pick to win a close game 28-24. to 24, And... Uh, 
you did correctly pick Louisville score. You correctly predicted that Louisville would score exactly 24 points, which is remarkable. That's remarkable to actually put the number on the button. The sad thing is Cincinnati came up 21 points short of, uh, of where they should have been. That's the only thing wrong with that score. Again, another team that's disappointed. I mean, uh, I thought Cincinnati had had a better year than that, and apparently another team that, according to the score, didn't show up to play. I I just shudder because you know that with the proximity of Cincinnati and Louisville, there's a bunch of kids are from both areas who go to school around there, and I'm I'm sure that they're football players and athletes uh, know each other, hang out with each other. You have to listen to the type of bragging rights that Louisville's going to have over Cincinnati. Uh, I, I thought Cincinnati would fight a lot harder than that. You know, because Louisville's not going to let them forget about that one. Mm-hmm. You, know? Yes. you know? You know Louisville, they love to talk. That's right. Love to talk. Yes. You, you never heard a, car, a cardinal sitting quietly on a, on a branch, have you? Yeah. Always barking. Yeah, always, always squawking. <laughs> No, we we uh we uh, shouldn't be mean to Louisville. Shouldn't be mean to Louisville. Louisville, that was a uh, or Louisville, Louisville. I guess is the correct way to say it. Right. Never never gotten into the correct pronunciation, unfortunately. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Yeah, there was a little bit of hot sauce on on Louisville's game. Definitely. Um, those are the only two bowls that we have so far. Uh. Can you give us an update on National Signing Day, Jackson? Well, I mean, uh, how the hogs looking? Day, they they have uh, they've, they've done pretty well, actually. Uh, all things considered, uh, you know, they have the the highly touted uh, Shamar Easter that said he's not going to sign until the, the late signing period. So, uh, you know, he's still up in the air. Um, but we did sign 19 guys today. Uh, I think including a transfer from the University of Pittsburgh, a defensive, defensive end, edge rusher. Uh, probably the big get so far is big, big Luke Cause at tight end, uh, 6'3", 240. Uh, he's very highly touted out of uh, Big V, Oklahoma. Uh, he actually brings uh, an, another Hoss brother with him uh, that plays safety uh, from also from Big V, Oklahoma. And, the, the thing that's alarming to me, uh, Big Mo, is uh, out of the 19 players, only two of them from the state of Arkansas. we got to do a better job of, of getting our better in-state kids. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, a, yeah, a position thing or if it's just people are swooping in and stealing them. Uh, but, you know, we, we've got a lot of kids from Alabama, a lot from Georgia, several from Texas and several from Oklahoma, but only two that signed from Arkansas today. You know, it's not really a lot to get excited about because with the transfer portal and everything, they may be here come, you know, the first day of school, and they may not. You know, they, they have a lot of decisions that they can still make. But as far as the ones that signed today, we, we picked up 19. Uh, we're recruiting class ranked 22nd uh, nationally and could be ranked higher uh, depending on uh, Shamar Easter and a few more that we're, we're waiting on. But, uh, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like we, we could have done worse, but we also, you know, we're not talking about 
basketball type of recruiting either, are we? Uh, no, no, we're not. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> no, not, not at this juncture. Uh, it could get better uh, come, come the later sign period, but uh, like you said, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Well, uh, I guess I guess that's pretty much it for college football at the, at the moment right now. Um, elsewhere in the sports world, the uh, Argentina national soccer team has is the World Cup champions. Uh, Lionel Messi got his uh, World Cup trophy on what is, was probably his last uh, last hurrah at the World Cup. It had to be. I would, I would say this this is it, but what a way to finish uh, a 3-3 tie that went to penalty kicks. Oh, man. Man, it was just, you couldn't ask for a better ending. Uh, it was yeah. it was very riveting. Uh, Argentina jumped out to that 2-0 lead, and I pretty much sealed it. I'll I, be honest, I went and took a nap. <laughs> I came back yeah. to the TV, and, and here you are, 3-3 going to penalties. I was like, whoa. So, yeah, I mean, what a what a way to what a way to end it, and for for Messi just to nonchalantly knock in one of the penalty kick goals that made a difference. It was nonchalant. It really was. And I mean, I, I watched the game, and I just have to think. Um, I mean, it was it was probably it was the you know I have to say it's the greatest soccer game I've ever seen. But uh, not, not it, it was. I would, I would you know the the stakes were just so high in the game for both teams, but especially for Argentina, because Argentina was the underdog, of course, in the game. A lot of people didn't even really think that they were uh, going to be, you know, in the semifinals, or you know, they weren't predicted to, to finish high. And of course, they started out the tournament with a loss to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you heard me right. They lost the Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia in this tournament not tied outright lost to saudi arabia in one of the biggest upsets in in soccer history which looks even it was a big upset at the time when it happened even when no one thought argentina was even that good now it looks monumental uh but yeah, so, I mean, uh, Argentina started off terribly, and for them to come and then have a 2 nothing lead on France for the World Cup, and rem- remember, going back to the game, they had a 2 nothing lead with 11 minutes left to play. They were ahead by two goals. This was going to be a snooze fest. They were, uh, it's like, that's like being ahead by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And you've got the ball, right? I mean, this is this is this is a, a almost a win in the bag. Even if they score one goal somehow, which they haven't done for the past seventy nine minutes, uh, you still you still you, you still ahead by one. You've, you've even got the insurance goal, and then France scored. Two, well, they obviously scored that one goal with about eleven minutes to play, and then within three minutes later, got themselves another penalty. And made the penalty, which was an amazing kick because the goaltender for Argentina actually got his hand on the ball, deflected it, but it was kicked so hard that it went through the deflection, still got into the corner of the net. Right. So, uh, and of course, if that didn't go in, we're not even talking about overtime. So then they had to play overtime. Argentina, Messi obviously makes the goal in overtime, which everyone assumes is going to be the winner. He made it even the second half of overtime. 
And then France comes back and and gets another penalty, and they make it again. And that that that, that uh, second penalty was very obvious. Guy grabbed the guy's shoulder, extremely obvious. But uh, the, it was so huge for Argentina because you have to remember in the in the quarterfinals for Argentina they were ahead two to nothing against the Netherlands and they did the same thing in the last ten minutes of the game they blew a two nothing lead to them and had to beat them in penalty kicks too I'm sorry had to beat them in extra time too so Argentina had to be sick to their stomach going into the the penalty kicks. So I, so I, I, I think, I think it, was, it was just such a relief for Argentina when they, they pulled it out because they were staring at probably the biggest choke job in the history of sports. And n- nobody on that team would have ever lived it down if they wouldn't have pulled that game out, having not just a two-goal lead with 10 minutes to play, but then also getting a second-goal lead with, with 10 minutes to play in the overtime and choking it away twice. So uh, huge, huge victory for them, and uh, such a. Uh, I, I honestly feel good for the um, for Argentina players for not having to to deal with the consequences of blowing that. Well, and you're exactly right because you know then then if you know if they blew that lead, then Messi is known for something totally different. And instead, you know, the man in, in my opinion is already a living legend, but now he has the he has the World Cup to go along with it. Yes, and, and you know, no, I mean, nothing, nothing against France. They're a young team, and M- Mbappe is probably one of the greatest players that we'll ever see. Uh, you know, and he's, I mean, he's young, and there's no telling what his future looks like. And you know, and, and you know, just to just just kudos to to all the World Cup contenders. You know, uh, the USA team didn't go as far as we want them to, but they're young, very young. And, and they seem to be very talented. So uh, yep. it was definitely it was riveting to watch. And you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to jump gears too much. But, but you know, speaking of uh, uh, sports icons, uh, I, I got the news earlier that the icon of the immaculate reception, Big Mo, the icon, the one that made it famous, Franco Harris, has passed away. Oh. At the age of seventy-two. And oh man! 50, coming up on fifty years of the the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which arguably is one of the greatest plays ever in sports, uh, he, he passed. And so yeah. uh, I know Steelers Nation is is hurting today, and uh, I seen that news flash while ago, and I, it just probably goes without saying. You know, uh, definitely a legend in his own right, and I just wanted to throw that in because. I'm definitely not a Steelers fan by any stretch, but you know you, you don't watch very much football without somebody mentioning the immaculate reception. So just wanted to, uh, you know, kind of kind of say I'm sorry to hear the the passing of uh, Frank O'Hare. It's definitely sad to hear. Yeah. Definitely sad to hear. It's uh, always tough to lose a true sports legend like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, you know, certainly. Certainly a, a great victory for Argentina, and and you know no one no one feels sorry for France because uh, you know they uh, obviously defending world champions and Mbappe right. and the rest of them have all won four years ago, so no one no one sheds any tears for them for sure. So, 
but um but yeah i definitely think the united states will be given it we had a, we had a great run already making it to the playoff to the uh knockout stage this year on the men's side but um and of course we're looking forward to the women's next year in australia australia and new zealand where uh that's when we really get to enjoy some some soccer because uh that's when we we have the powerhouse team and we get to just sit back absolutely and watch watch favorites going into this (laughs) (laughs) so but no i think our men's are, are are catching up men's team is catching up and Next time, I'm expecting to see uh, not just make it to the knockout stage, but hopefully a knockout stage victory to go with it. This I have to be the goal for for next time, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I absolutely agree. I, I mean, Pulisic and uh, you know those guys around him. Uh, you know, uh, I probably butchered his name, but you know, he's. I mean, he's he's the future that you build around for Team USA for sure. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to uh, basketball. Uh, speaking of getting monkeys off off the backs, you know, uh, just like just like Messi got the monkey off of his back, the Arkansas Razorback basketball team got the monkey of Little Rock, North Little Rock, off their back in dramatic, I mean, in emphatic fashion against Bradley, and came out and played inspired basketball uh, against a team that obviously they were supposed to beat, but. Uh, they they played like they were a team that you would have thought that the Hogs were the underdogs with the way they played. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I absolutely agree. And I mean, I, I'll say one word here, and I can't overemphasize it enough. Defense. My goodness, the defense. Twenty-seven yeah. turnovers forced in that game by the Arkansas defense. And it, it showed, I mean, you had breakaway dunks, you had highlight dunks. You, I heard the radio announcer say dunk of the year dunks. I mean, I don't, I mean, there's just all kinds of just craziness going on towards the end of that game. But we broke the Little Rock curse because we talked yeah. on the cast last week that we wanted to see them play good in Little Rock, which they haven't done. Well, that's over with now. We don't have to. Next year's team goes down to Little Rock. We already know, hey, we should go down here and we should dominate just like we did last year. We don't have to talk about the curse anymore. The curse is over with. And uh, just so glad that this team is what it is. Like we said last week, Big Mo, we need to enjoy it because, unfortunately, the way the, the basketball scene works now, most of these guys won't be with us next year. So the Ricky Councils and – what a big three by Devo Davis, and the crowd just went absolutely berserk when Devo buried that three. And you know, it's just so uh, it's good for those Little Rock kids to go home and, and play in that game and, and and to show out, and and they did. And so uh, it's definitely a thing, a sign of things to come for this year, definitely. I hope so. I hope so. Thank uh, like you. Mentioned for our podcast that our next. Uh, non-conference game comes against Baylor. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, except for uh, we have you, uh, we can't overlook uh, UNC Greensboro coming up uh, actually tonight. Am I right, Jackson? Uh, UNC, Asheville, Greensboro, one of them. It's, it's one of the North Carolina schools. We play them tonight and uh, about an 8 o'clock tip-off. Uh, they have a SEC network doubleheader, so 
can blame that one on the TV if you're looking for the game. If you know at, after the game you listen to this podcast, you couldn't find the game. It's because it's a late tip off at eight o'clock. So uh, definitely, I mean, I think we're twenty three. Yeah. 20 Asheville. point favorites, and UNC well, Asheville is, and you know, let's, let's not overlook UNC Asheville. They're they're eight and four this yep, year. They have a very good record. Uh, they want to slow the game down. We want to speed the game up. Uh, it's going to be, you know, two polar opposites going at each other tonight, and you know, I think we're 23, 23 and a half point favorites, and I just, you know, I got this feeling about this hog basketball team, and I might be wrong. But I just think they're going to – whoever's on the other side, I really don't think it matters because when we look at them, we might as well be playing Duke or North Carolina because that's what we're going to look at you as. You know, you, you come ready to play the Hogs, we're going to hit you in the mouth. And uh, that's, just, that's just how I think we need to look at every team going forward. And uh, I, think, I think that we're going to have a special season, uh, Big Mo, and I look forward to not only uh, watching it and tuning into it, but – Discussing it with you every week is going to be a man, it's going to be a highlight for sure. Absolutely, and apparently the voters were not impressed with our win over Bradley, as yeah, we did not move one inch in the polls, despite a a nineteen point thrashing. Yeah. So uh, there's just something about those pollsters they 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 don't like us, and uh, you know I think the you know losing you know Trayvon Brazil probably hurt some people's thoughts about us and everything, but. Uh, you know, just as the weeks go on, you know, in the coming months, just remember that, that Action said this, that uh, the posters are going to be looking back and like, man, we should have had Arkansas ranked higher because this is a good basketball team. And uh, So how is it – now Now let me get this straight. Alabama lost last weekend. Let me see. Uh, Alabama lost last weekend. Am I right? To uh, to Gonzaga, the Al- Alabama got smoked. Mm-hmm. They got smoked by Gonzaga on Saturday by well by ten points. Mm-hmm. They beat Memphis by three at home. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I think that was also in the CM Newton Classic game. But they got beat by Gonzaga, who's nine and three, by the way. But obviously, they do play a, a very ambitious non-conference schedule. So Alabama lost, and then Tennessee also lost. They got beat by Arizona. That makes Alabama nine and two, Tennessee nine and two, Arkansas is ten and one. But somehow, Tennessee and Alabama are still ranked ahead of us. Is that disrespect, Jackson? Uh, I, I think it is a little disrespect uh, on one hand. And then also, I think they're just waiting for this conference schedule that we're fixing to play to work itself out. Because guess what? We're going to play Alabama twice. We're going to play Tennessee. So we're going to settle ours on the court. Let the posters think what they want right now. Arkansas is going to go out and handle business on the court. And the posters, it'll take care of itself. You know, I don't like it. I'm sure Coach Musselman doesn't like it. But it just—it's it, the—it's the nature of the beast. They just don't think that Arkansas is deserving, and they don't want to move us up past number ten. So we're just gonna have to go out there and earn it, like I said about TCU and football. 
going to have to go out there and earn it. You're going to have to go out there and well, prove that, it to yourself and go out there and prove it to the pollsters that you belong. The, the SEC is actually getting a lot of love in the polls. Mm-hmm. Auburn has moved up to the 23rd spot in the country. Kentucky is sitting at the 19th spot. Mississippi State, who's undefeated, is at the 15th spot. And then you have Tennessee, Alabama, and Arkansas all, all in the top 10. So we, we're getting a lot, of, a lot of love from the pollsters as a conference. But, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe I, I'm looking at rose-colored glasses, but I think Arkansas so far looks like the class of them all. Our only loss so far this year uh, was a, a very close loss to Creighton, exactly right. who I believe is still ranked. Are they still ranked ahead of us? I'm not certain. I think they've dropped a. I think they've lost a few games. So I, I think, I think Creighton's it. actually fallen off the map. I think that's what's happened. Yeah. Is Creighton? So, Creighton? We have been done in by Creighton in the polls. I, I agree that that NET rate, the NET rating, or, or whatever it is, is. It's really oh awesome. my. Yeah. Jackson, I'm here to tell you, Creighton has a six and six record. They have lost six consecutive games. Butchered us, haven't they? But now, but now, hold on. Now, let's see who they played. Let's let's dig deeper here. Creighton lost to Arizona, who's 14th in the country. Just got done beating Tennessee, right? No, that's of course. And they only lost them by two points. Okay, no, nothing to raise your eyes about that. About about that one. Uh, they also lost at Texas, number two in the country. That's a no-brainer. They lost at home to Nebraska. Now, on the surface, that looks like that might not be that great of a loss, but you have to remember Creighton is from Nebraska. So that's a huge in-state rivalry. So it doesn't, uh, you know, it was in Creighton, but still Nebraska is going to come for that. It doesn't raise my eyebrows. They lost to BYU by three points. Well, that's BYU. BYU strong team. Uh they only lost to them by three. They lost to Arizona State by two points. And then they lost at Marquette. Well, those are all quality opponents who anyone could lose to. And their next game is against Butler. Right. So I just think it boils down to Arkansas is getting snubbed by that. You know, but, you know, to, to, to reiterate, Big Mo, and, and if, you, if you disagree with me, by all means, let me know. The, the LSU game, which next is next Wednesday after the bowl game, I, I think that's where you see Arkansas's movement. Of course, we take care of business tonight, and then next week we go on the road at LSU. If we could go out there and make a big statement on the road at LSU, hostile environment, a place we another place we don't normally play well, and get a big win, I think that's when you see us move. Now, is that going to be the same night as the Liberty Bowl? I believe, I believe it's the same night as the Liberty Bowl. Why would they do that to us? Well, at the time they scheduled it, they probably didn't know we were going to the Liberty Bowl. So <laughs> they were probably thinking, well, you know, Arkansas has got a lot of promise. They're probably going to be in the playoff. So let's go ahead and put this LSU game on, on the same day as the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> and obviously it, it didn't work out that way. Uh, did we like it? I mean, as a, as a sports fan, I love it. 
but you know confrontations of of uh, this this great podcast that we're part of, trying to listen to a football game, watch a football game, and tune into a basketball game all on the same day. Woo, man, I'll be wore out by the time all that's said and done. Uh, but yeah, I think that that LSU game is where we get our move. You know, um, maybe possibly move up into the seven ring or, or, or higher uh, in in the poll. Uh, that's where I think we do it. Well, I, I don't see how the, they're going to be impressed with that win much more than the if we can beat Asheville tonight because LSU, from what I'm saying, uh, doesn't look like they're doing too hot. Well, that's, I mean, that, that's, that's a good point as well. I, I just, you know, I, I figured on the road at LSU has the potential of, of looking better than, you know, obviously beating Asheville does, but than some of the other wins that we've had, uh, you know, if that makes sense. Well, I take that back. I take that back, Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm badly misinformed. I was looking at a different LSU team. The LSU team that we're going to be playing is ten and one right now, mm-hmm. and has a win over Wake Forest, and has another pretty good win, I think, over Winthrop. Even though Winthrop's not having a good year, we always see their name in the. Normally Come tournament time, don't we? Yeah, probably still could. I mean, uh, you know, their conference isn't really that strong. So, I mean, I think LSU's got to be saying, "How are we not ranked? We're ten and one. How's Mississippi State fifteen and nine and two? Auburn is twenty three, but yet we're not getting any respect." I, I don't know. I, I you know, LSU that we're going to see what Arkansas is made of. Come the twenty eighth, I hate Absolutely. to say it. I'm glad we got some time off between now and then too, and uh, we're gonna need it. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, that's know, that's one of those games that you can really get ambushed on. You know, right. you can really Especially get ambushed and at LSU. Yeah, you see it all the time in college basketball. Early in the season, this team was ranked high top 10 team and then at the end of the year they're sitting on the bubble and people are debating on whether they should even get in the tournament and it's because you know as soon as they hit that conference schedule people were just loaded up for them you know that's right right. and happens in the big 10 all the time and we're going to get everybody's best shot big mo i mean we really are i mean we I mean, we're looked at as one of the cream of the crop teams in the SEC in basketball, so we're going to get everybody's best attempt. You know. I mean, now, now am I am I mistaken, oh, Jackson? Am I mistaken in that we beat the LSU Tigers in basketball not once, not twice, but three times last season? Am I right about that? Did we beat them three times? Uh, I think that's very accurate. And uh, so you, you don't think that they're going to be – gunning for us like man you guys are ranked we're not ranked we're not getting any respect uh let's show these arkansas razorbacks what we're made of yeah we're you i mean we would be very miss uh we would have a very uh screwed up uh perception of how things work if we don't think lsu is going to give it everything that they have next wednesday they have to be looking at at this is their opportunity for retribution I mean, they're playing at home. They got us on a Christmas hangover. We're, we're a young team that has never, almost every guy on the team has never played an SEC game in their lives. Right. 
and you're going to step into a, a, a vicious, hostile environment. I've been in that environment. I've been in that stadium. I've actually seen the Hogs win in that stadium. Yeah. And it's not easy. And it's very rare that we do it. And, uh, and so we're going we're to get their best shot. So, I mean, uh, but, you know, it's like it's going to be a very, a very uh, interesting season. And I think it's going to be a very positive season for – for Arkansas basketball, not only this year, but for for the future, for years to come. Uh, oh, sure. I hope so. Definitely look forward to uh, to to every bounce of the ball, and just just hope a few of them go our way that that normally don't. Uh, so yeah, we'll go out there and take care of business when it's time to dial it up and uh, turn up the defense. Because uh, I mean, they're winning with defense right now. Uh, some of the shooting has been abysmal. That's what the defense has been. Well, I'll tell you who looked good in our last game. That was Jordan Walsh. Oh, yeah. Jordan Walsh looked like a sharpshooter against Bradley. I made this statement after that game to a uh, to a constituent of this program that if Jordan Walsh plays like that night in and night out, the Arkansas Razorback men's basketball team is going to be next to impossible to beat. I completely agree. If we get 12 to 15 points from a hot shooting Jordan Walsh, I say again on this podcast, which is recorded, folks. This is recorded live. I can't make this stuff up. If Jordan Walsh plays like that night in and night out, we're going to be almost impossible to beat. Is that saying that we could win a national championship? Ask Coach Musselman. Coach Musselman believes this is a championship caliber team, and they're going to, people are going to see it. They're gonna see it. They're gonna see it. I stole that quote from Coach Muss. Jordan Walsh was perfect from the field. He was seven for seven from the field, and almost perfect from the charity stripe. Three of four. He made ten of the eleven shots that he put up. Scored eighteen points, and I'm in complete agreement. If Jordan Walsh plays like that, we're not going to be able to be beat. Because he's, to me, he's stepping into the shoes of Trayvon Brazil when he does stuff like that. And, you know, and, and when you say things like that, Big Mo, I can't, I can't say anything but an agreement word. <laughs> I can't do anything but amen that because I have no rebuttal. There's no rebuttal to that because you just made my statement for me. There's no, there's no team on this earth that's a college basketball team that wants to see the Razorbacks when Jordan Walsh is playing like that. Because you don't know who to guard. Are you going to double up on Jordan Walsh so Anthony Black can beat your head in? Are you going to guard Anthony Black so Jordan Walsh can come in and and throw down on you? What are you going to do? Are are you going to play zone so we can throw those lob passes all game long? You know, it's going to be very difficult if you get production out of Jordan Walsh like that. I totally agree. You heard it here, folks. I don't have anything else to add. I mean, we we are looking at a team that has the potential to compete. Yeah, for it all. we are. The, we are. We have the potential to compete for it all, and we just have to go out there and do the work. But I have to. I have to be honest with you. I have to be honest. I'm nervous by LSU. I'm. I'm. I just. I, 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 you know, we, we've been around, you, you and me, we, we've been around for long enough to know that the, the ingredients for a, a, stern, a stern humbling 
are, are writ large in that LSU game. That's, that's one of those where, um, you know, uh, not just a loss, but a, a humbling loss would not surprise me, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, would I love to see them pull out a win against LSU? If they were to beat LSU in LSU to start off the year ice cold and start off with a win against LSU, I will really start believing. I'll start. Re- I'll start really believing. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I, I, I see the train coming down the tracks <laughs> on that one. Okay. So, uh, I, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the pessimistic one on this podcast, but sometimes. Sometimes the pessimism plays out too. But there, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing to stop a train better than the must bus. And <laughs> fans, we're on the. Well, I'm just bus. hoping the must bus doesn't get straddled across the tracks. That's no, what no, I hope. I mean, that's not gonna be a very good, very good ending. But uh, <laughs> man, it's just. I mean, I, I hate that football season's over, but. The beautiful thing about sports is there's always one behind it. And, you know, then we, we, we get to go into full-on basketball mode and, and, and baseball is on the horizon. Man, uh, it won't be very, very long, Big Mo. We'll oh, yeah. No, I'm ready to get some baseball. Absolutely. Yeah, we we'll talking about the Omaha. So, man, it is, is – I, I, I can't say enough that, you know, when it, from the intro music all the way through these sit-downs, I feel like a celebrity because I'm I'm on a podcast with a celebrity. If, if <laughs> out there aren't following Big Mo in this podcast, you're messing up because he's the all star, and I, I'm just I'm just glad to be along for the ride, man. Well, that's that's quite the understatement, but yeah, I'm glad to be here too. And uh, it looks like I think that's about all we have for the folks this week. So. Man. We can just throw in a big amen and, and, and end it with a, with a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and a, and a Happy New Year to everybody out there listening. And uh, we look forward to a, a big Liberty Bowl victory. And uh, I say amen to that, Big Mo. Amen. Amen. amen.